thank you for joining us for this edition of Get to Know a Blue Gator. Today we are talking with Associate Head of School for Curriculum and Academics at Ascension, Dr. Keith Rice. This is Dr. Rice's second year at Ascension overseeing all aspects of curriculum, including our pre-K 3 through 12th grade academic program. He's a native of Dothan, Alabama, and came to Ascension with teaching experience from middle school to university level. He devoted 20 years at UMS Wright Preparatory School in Mobile, Alabama, 10 of which he served as their academic dean. I'm so excited to get to know you better today, Keith. Tell me, with two sons playing baseball, do you eat a lot of sunflower seeds? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I do. Um, oddly, my wife does even more. She really likes sunflower seeds. But it's because she gets nervous while the game's going on, and she you know, has to have something going. Yeah. But yes, yes, we that's like sunflower seeds at our house. Awesome. And what's your wife's favorite snack when you guys are in the stand? So, okay, so hers oh, is it's sunflower seeds. Undoubtedly sunflower and seeds. And yours? Um, hmm. I, I really like Snickers bars. Nice. So, yeah, that, that probably would be my favorite one. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Got to have something mm-hmm. to keep that blood sugar up while yeah, you're watching that's, that's right. games. Awesome. Okay, when you aren't watching baseball, I hear you guys adopted a puppy this year. Yeah. Rocky? Yep. Tell me so, about Rocky. Yeah, Rocky's a great little dog. He's, um, he's about seven months old now. He is a miniature dachshund, and he's a long-haired miniature dachshund. And if you know anything about dachshunds, they sometimes can be really territorial and a little bit defensive, but... He's the most friendly dog we've ever had. Awesome. But it's because when he was very young, we began bringing him to the baseball games. And all of the kids and the baseball parents got to see him and pet him and play with him. And it really helped socialize him. But interestingly, he's a miniature dachshund, but we weighed him the other day and he's already up to 15 pounds. So he he really likes to eat. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a favorite snack too. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much anything that we're eating is what he wants. Yeah, or anything mm-hmm. that falls mm-hmm. on the floor. Yep, right? that's right. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, and so, baseball, puppies, education. Can we switch gears sure. a little bit and talk about what brought you, Terry, and your two boys to Ascension two years ago? Yeah. So I had been looking for opportunities. For professional growth for, for quite a while and was aware of this school through actually Dr. Taylor. Uh, Dr. Taylor and I have known each other for, for quite a while actually. Um, he was for a very long time at the sort of rival school to my school in Mobile. Um, he okay. was at St. Paul's Episcopal, I was at UMS Wright. He moved to uh, Jackson Academy in Jackson, Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, and then we became really good friends. So nice. I've known I've known about the school for quite a while. Um, he had told me several years ago about how Lafayette was really a very special place, and that it was something that I needed to take a look at. Mm-hmm. And um, so when the opportunity arose and their their the, the position was available. Um, you know, we, we thought about it, we prayed about it, and, and we, we made the move. Um, we really enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie and say it wasn't a little bit of an adjustment. Anytime that you move somewhere, anytime right. that you change gears, it's, it is different. Right. Um, I, I've joked about the fact that this year, the start to this year even has been so much better. It's been more smooth because of the simple fact that I know where 
everything is. Right. And I know who everyone is. I, you know, and that, that really makes it, makes it good. I think that we've got some good things going on, um, and that helps as well, of course. Yeah, and your son uh, Joseph is a senior this yeah. year, right? Yeah, so so Joseph um, Joseph is is my youngest son. He's a senior. Um, he's he's really ex- getting excited, I think, about moving on to college here in a, here this next year. Yeah. He's begun the college admissions process and so forth. He's got a couple of ideas of, of schools that he's interested in. Um, has actually been admitted to one school already. And we're waiting for some responses, and we're going to send some more um, uh, more applications out. Um, then my oldest son, John, is a junior this year at Mississippi College, uh, which is in Clinton, Mississippi, right outside of Jackson. He's a, a baseball player. He plays third base um, at Mississippi College. So, nice. Yeah, so we do have... We, and Joseph plays baseball too. And Joseph right? plays baseball. He pitches, plays infield. Actually, played some outfield last year, and um, that's that's been, you know, that's been a big part of our lives for for right. since both of my boys were very young. Right. Thanks for telling me about your your family, and what brought you here. We're so glad you're here. And thanks. Thank you for um, your dedication for helping our school to grow academically. Um, did you always want to be an educator or is this something that just you kind of fell into? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there, there were other things I was interested in. Um, at one time I wanted to be a lawyer, kind of half-heartedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I've always been interested in teaching. I think in large part because some of the members of my extended family were educators. Um, I had aunts and uncles and cousins that were or are educators still. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm a history teacher by trade <clears throat> and still think of myself as a history teacher. I, I love teaching. A um, little bit rusty sometimes. The, the last time that I actually taught a class was a little rusty, but, but it was a lot of fun. But I go back to some experiences when I was just a young kid. Um, when I was, I think, four, maybe had just turned five years old, my parents took me to Washington, D.C. And my dad was a guy who, who, he didn't even graduate from college, but he loved to read and he loved history. And so we would go different places and visit. Well, we went to Washington. Mm -hmm. Now, you got to remember, I was four or five years old. Um, I'm giving a little bit of my age away when I tell you that I asked my father if we would see President Nixon when we went and visited the White House. Um, So Nixon was president. And I recall hearing a term called Watergate. I remember the the, the term Watergate. Um, But what I thought it was, was a dam. Because I'd been to a dam. Yeah, I thought it was a gate for water. So anyway, that was that was one of my earliest memories, actually, of history. But we went yeah. and visited the Capitol building. We went to the National Archives. We went to the uh, Smithsonian. We, we visited a lot of places. And, and I really credit those kind of experiences for being a big part of the reason that I got into history. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had... I was very fortunate that I that I knew my great grandparents. Um, in fact, one of my great grandfathers uh, uh, 
lived to be 90 years old, and I was actually teaching when, when he passed away. So, you know, they told me stories about the past and about their, their youth and so forth, and, and I think that's a big part of why I became a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Those, are, those early experiences and opportunities are really important, and they, you don't realize how much they shape you until... Later, hindsight yeah. is always kind of twenty twenty. That's right. You know, and you said something that, that's, I think, very relevant to education in general, that experiences are what we remember. Um, I would like to think that I was a really good history lecturer because I could tell stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that some of my nerdier students might still remember some of those. But I think the things the kids remember are the projects that we did, right. the speakers that we had that were not me, <laughs> right. the, the the field trips that we took, those kinds of things are so meaningful and so important. It's, it's, it's learning by doing. And that's one of the things that I am such a strong proponent of. And, um, you know, and, 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 it, and it's effective. It's, it's what kids like. They, they, they remember the things they do. Right. They're not even aware that they're learning. No, they're not. And that's what's great is when you go into, uh, I I was in, I was at River Ranch the other day and I went into one of the the PK3 classrooms and they were playing and being creative. And one of the little boys was showing me some of the things that he was building with Legos. And I was very impressed and was thinking, okay, well, this this may be the kid that's building the next bridge. Right. Um, you know, so right. that's why I think those things are important. And again, like you said, they, they don't even realize sometimes that they are learning in the process, but they they, they are. They're soaking up knowledge. Right. They're 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 learning how to solve problems. Yes. Yep. Yep. I love it. And I think that's what something that we really do great here at Ascension is we do giving them those opportunities and letting them kind of learn and explore on their own. Exactly. Than just asking them to regurgitate. Exactly. Exactly. That that those experiences learning to solve problems are great. Uh, the other day I was I thought it was really cool. And I hate that I missed it. I saw all the pictures. Yeah. But we in Mindy Dirk's classroom. Uh-oh. We had the experience, uh, the students had the experience of witnessing the hatching of baby alligators. Yes. And, you know, that's something those kids will always remember. And it might inspire some of those kids to go into environmental sciences. Exactly. It might inspire some of them to go into veterinary medicine or, uh, you know, a forest ecology or yeah. whatever you know? right you never you know? know so those things those things are all really important that's awesome and she's been doing that for a couple of years and that's we what, look forward to it yeah every year that's what she told me i guess during covid she wasn't able to do it because yeah. so many things were were right. cut short right yeah right those experiences yeah. well that is one of our little favorite ascension traditions what what is your favorite Ascension tradition. I know you've only been here for two years, but we have some pretty great ones. So I'll tell you what my favorite one is, and it's it's one that you don't that parents won't experience until much later, and the kids don't experience it. But my favorite tradition is the junior ring ceremony. Oh, really? And and I'll tell you why. To me, it is so symbolic of the fact that those young people are moving into that role of being student leaders, being Mm -hmm. the seniors of the school. Um, and it's something that, that to me, 
it, it, it validates why we're here, that they have worked hard, they have studied, they have made it to this final point, and that now you know, they're going to take their place as the leader. So to me, that's, that's really my favorite tradition. I know that, that we have some great ones, whether it be homecoming, you know, the different uh, the things that we do between the different campuses and so forth, right. but that's my favorite favorite tradition that we have. Awesome. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful one. Um, great. So I'd like to leave our community with some parting wisdom. What is the best advice that you have gotten over your years? So I've gotten a lot of good advice over the years. Um, You're lucky. Yeah. From, from a lot of people. My, my first principal in Dalton, Georgia, when I was teaching history at a, a a public middle school in Dalton, Georgia. He was a very wise fellow. He didn't lose his temper a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was something I respected. But as a 20-something-year-old, I was a little bit more hot-tempered. And, mm-hmm. you know, he talked about how the decisions that kids make are, are their decisions to make. And there's always mm-hmm. choices and consequences in life. And that our job is to help direct those kids. Um so you jump from my first principle to something that I heard the other day, and there's a whole lot in between, of yeah. course. But I heard a, a speaker the other day who was talking about, again, sort of the same thing, kids and decisions. Was this Dan? It was Dan. Dan saying It was Romain. Dan. Yeah. It was Dan the other day. And he made a statement, and this is to paraphrase, that good people sometimes do bad things. Right. And... I think that's really important for us to understand that there that there are a lot of good people that sometimes they make a mistake. Sometimes they do some things that are that are not good. Whether it be a, a, a 17-year-old 11th grader, whether it is a kid in middle school, whether it is an adult out in the community. And that that it's important for us to remember that. That there's a lot more good out there. Right. Sometimes we focus on the bad. We think focus on stuff that's going on. Hopefully, people learn from their their mistakes. You know, right. we all make mistakes. That there there's no one perfect. The only perfect person lived approximately two thousand years ago. <laughs> so, it it it's you know that's something that I think is really relevant. Right, giving people grace. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave one other thing that to me stuck with me. My high school football coach. Mm. Um, I was really fortunate to have a, a great coach, great experience. Like my boys, I actually was on a state championship team too. So all three of us have nice. state championship rings. Um, <laughs> but our coach, Coach Parrish, was a very, very wise man who believed in hard work. He believed in dedication to each other. He believed in teamwork and team building and those sorts of things. So I learned those principles from him. But I also remember a discussion that we had after my playing days and so forth and, and his encouragement to continue with my education. You know, he said, Keith, you, you have so much potential. You could, you know, you, you, at that time, he even knew that I wanted to be a teacher. And at the time, a coach. I did coach some yeah. in my early career. Um, I was not very good, but but I did coach some. Um, but... You know, Coach Pierce said, you know, you continue on with your education. Get what you can now because it will benefit you in the future. Right. And, you know, that was coming from a football coach 
who really was one of my inspirations to continue through my doctoral program at yeah. the University of Alabama. Um, so that was some good advice that I received, and that's some good advice that, that I would pass on to everyone, that, that education, whether it be in degrees, whether it be in training for vocations, mm -hmm. whether it be uh, certifications, anything that you can get to make yourself better, to, make, to give yourself more opportunities is a valuable thing. That's great. Well, thank you for all of that insight. Thank you. And for joining me today. So, been a great day. I appreciate it, Rachel. Thank you so much.